Hey, Neil. Hey, what? What do you get when you zap Carl Anthony Towns with a shrink ray while he's doing yoga? Uh, I don't know what. A mini sorta limber wolf. Welcome to episode 57 of Wolf's Cast, the official podcast of Aaron Brooks' hair color. It's hosted by myself and my brother, I'm Neil. And I'm behind the soundboard today, everybody. I'm driving this train. I'm Scott Claus, painting Christmas tree lights all up in your zone. Scott's the captain. That's right. He's, he's the captain right now. He's uh, engineering the show. Making it happen. He's so behind the board. Sounds terrible. You know who to blame. He's behind the board. You know, all up in your business. What a week it was. We're here. We're here. We're here. Thank you for listening. Thank you to everybody. A appreciate short week. Only two games to talk about this week. Yeah. Appreciate you guys uh, being here with us. We're recording we... this the night of the Dubs game. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Haven't watched it yet. Yes. Neil's going back on the road again tomorrow. Yes. And he'll be gone for how many weeks, Neil? Uh, four. Four weeks. Four weeks in total. So, yes, we are recording this uh, on Wednesday, um, Wednesday of this week, Wednesday the 8th. And, uh, yeah, the, the Warriors game hasn't happened yet, so just take that into account as uh, we, we give you all the, the information and stuff uh, today. We haven't watched that game, but by the time you're hearing this, that game will have happened. But, yeah, I'm going out of town. So Scott is is uh, in command today. Uh, he's in the engineer's seat, so he's doing all the mics. He's setting everything up because that's going to be his job for the next few. And we're going to have a special a special guest host who you might have heard on a previous episode this season of Wolf's Cast. Don't say his name. No, we won't. We'll leave the drama. No, we won't. It'll only be for the people who know this person. Yeah, exactly. They'll be like, oh, I know, who, I know who it is. But the rest of the people are going to be like, who? You're all, it? You're all in for a treat. We're going to have guest hosts next four weeks, so you wow. can still get your weekly drop. Wow. And also, things might get a little weird, because Neil's the one who keeps the show on the rails, so yeah, I'm looking I, forward to stretching uh, stretching out my imagination. Yeah, and as long as it sounds good, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like, if it sounds bad, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a little upset, but you know what? Go for it. I will be editing the show, so I will I will hear what happened as I edit the show from the road. So you know, I'll just give us a happy surprise. It'll be fun because instead of um, doing the show and then editing the show minutes later, like just rehearing it, it will be a, a fresh a fresh thing for me. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be brand new. <laughs> I hope you like audio drops because there's gonna be a ton of them. <laughs> well, I had to give up Capri Suns. <laughs> Jamal all, Crawford. All the drops Talking will be happening. Sacrifices. Um, but yeah, we're we're here. We got another show for you. It's time to go. It's time to talk about it. Um, thanks for listening, everyone. Especially if you're coming in from Canis Hoopus. Mm. Canis listeners are our favorite listeners. <laughs> so Absolutely. Hopefully, you're listening to us from there. We're happy to be a part of the team this year. Yeah. So welcome to those listeners. It's a lot of fun what we do here. So, like we were saying, uh, all wins this week. Very rare for the podcast to be coming on a week of all victories. Yeah. But maybe we crazy. should start getting used to it, huh? Yeah, let's get into it. It's time uh, for the full court press. Here we go. Here's the tip. All right, to start it off, let's talk about that winning streak. It's an incredible thing. It is a foreign is a foreign idea to Wolves fans. It is a very new kind of feeling. All the things that are happening this week, the Wolves, um, you know, it's their first five-game win streak since 2009. Uh, it's uh, The Timberwolves are four games over 500 for the first time since uh, January 
2007. That is 10 years ago, <laughs> almost. Uh, or no, over 10 years ago now. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, wow. Um, I can't believe those are, those are like very low numbers, like five wins in a row. Four games over 500, right. but like the time frame in, in these are very large numbers. It's crazy. It's been 10 games so far. We've won in 70%. Wow. It's a nice winning percentage. 70%. I just realized today, though, because, well, I'll talk about Sports Talk Radio later, uh-huh, but I heard them uh-huh, talking about, uh-huh. there's a guy on, on the radio saying he picked the Wolves for 58 wins. <laughs> I was like, that's someone locally? Yeah, that's better than a 700 winning percentage, Neil. That would require us to be higher than winning 70% that's like of our games. Two seed in the West right, right there. That's crazy. Three seed in the West right there. But hey, listen, the first five game winning streak got people talking crazy. You know, this that's team's right. got people excited because Rightfully so. we are finally playing some defense uh-huh. and we're scoring like crazy. Got a, one of the better offenses in the NBA, that's even right. though it looks Top like 10. we can still take things to another level. Like we know that yep. everything hasn't clicked yet. Jimmy oh, yeah. Butler still isn't in his, mm-hmm. you know, group on mm-hmm. scoring so mm-hmm. that's exciting it's the best 10 game start at seven and three since 2001 2002 i was in middle school back then everybody i think it was a seventh grader right think about where you were in 2001 2002 think about that right because that's that's where we're at right you've now you've changed we've <laughs> changed so much since then we're taking you back to the heyday of kg right now as far as the wolves have been uh in the first 10 games and yeah, it's just ten games, but it's still exciting for us Wolves fans. Get get off us if you if you're mad at us about being stoked about seven three. Come on, you you haven't been watching this team long enough then, because there's been some disappointing starts. That's the thing is every season starts starts great, right? Before the season, no first couple games. Last well, season started uh, bad. <laughs> okay, sure, but what I'm saying is preseason. There's always so much hype, and then within the first ten games, typically disappointment for Timberwolves fans, right? Except Even for, in the first 10 games. Except for knuckle push-up year, in which uh, case our, our hopes were ruined before the season <laughs> even started. That was fun. So so it's very new for the Wolves to even have an above 500 record uh, after 10 games, let alone 7-3. and three. So come on, give us, our, give us our space. Give us this glory, please. Anything. Anything. You guys, we're only being reserved because we're in a quiet studio in Neil's house. I don't want to start mm-hmm. screaming. His dog is deaf, but she might hear me somehow. Yeah, save that for the game. I'm games. really excited, though, Neil. This is so much fun. This is so much fun. Well, especially especially for two and three, especially after losing to the Pacers and the Pistons back-to-back in, that was in bad. terrible ways. It's like, oh, oh, no, here we go again. But then they came out of it, and they've won five straight since then. Yeah. I'm enjoying this, everybody. I know yeah. we're not going to probably play at a 70% winning clip all right. season, right. but this team, ugh, it feels different, right? It they feels are, different. They already are showing that they're capable. They're already showing that they um, have what it takes to close out some of these games, and especially just just win the games that you're supposed to win. You know what I mean? Like beat Dallas at home. Uh, you know, win against uh, the against the Hornets, who are also a good team, probably a playoff team as well. But still, take care of it's business kind of a, at home. Kind do of a that. sloppy game, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but we do, still trounced them. Take care of things. You know what I mean? This is a problem the Wolves had for a long time. Is having losing records at home, you know, not beating bad teams even on the road. So these are things that you just must do if you plan on making the playoffs. And the Wolves are there right now. So You know what's nice, nice I think, is having – last week we were talking after the Pelicans game on Wednesday. Two days off there. You get some nice practice time in. Looking yeah. really tight then this weekend. Another two days off before the Warriors tonight. Totally. So I'm excited to watch the Dubs game. Probably not tonight because I work really early. Watch the it the next day. Yeah, I'll do it tomorrow. Watch it the I'm next excited day. for that. Yeah, Can't wait. As you listen to this, you, you, you will have known what happens. Kevin Durant's out. 
We know that. He's not playing. Um, but uh, you We're going to sound so dumb when he actually plays and people are listening. Yeah, to he us. comes These back. idiots. Comes back right before the tip-off. Late, late, late Comes added, running late down addition. the tunnel. Yeah. He's in. KD's in. We'll see. No, hopefully the Wolves can at least hold their own out there in Oakland. Uh, it's going to be a tough one. But, yeah, things looking good. Winning streak's happening. Team is on track after uh, a, a rough first five games. So That's your Minnesota Timberwolves. Mm. The W stands for mm. winning. That's right. Next That's topic. Right. <laughs> He's hitting up. Moving on. It's been a great week for the bench, Neil. The bench? We were maligning the bench early this season. Just a season. week ago. And Just man, a week ago. look at this. They had a nice, uh, some really good stints. Yep. They come in and push the lead instead of, uh, you know, just kind of maintaining. Yep. We're seeing some good play out of Jamal Crawford finally. Oh, man. I shouldn't say finally. He's been playing well all season, I guess. He's been up and down. Yeah. Up and down. Lots of amazing shots, but also some lots of terrible turnovers. <laughs> he's Gorgie, been, yeah. I think, got inspired from that Pelicans game where he played. You think having, so? He's having some good times out there this weekend. You think that was the moment he, he got like 25, 30 minutes in that game, and he just took it. He, he, just, he remembered who he is. <laughs> I like playing basketball. He just went for it. He was like, okay, I got the feel now. I played almost the whole game. I got the feel. Yep. So happy to have G back, doing well. Bielitsa on fire in Fuego. Oh, my gosh. Bielitsa apparently can't miss. He's just he's just hitting them all. You know, uh, so many leads, threes. Leads the league in effective field goal percentage. Leads the league in true shooting percentage. <laughs> That's incredible. He, he is. Uh, it's great. He's he's uh, looks like a different man this season. It's 10 games. Very handsome in the new uniforms, too. Yeah, he looks great. He's got the haircut. He's down to number eight instead of 88. You know, I'm going to be so bummed the pounds. inevitably gets his leg injury at some point ah, this year. A little foot, a little foot thing or something. I don't know about that. But yeah, Bielitsa looks great. It's good to have him out there. He's shooting the three. No hesitation. None at all. No jab step. No travel for the for the most part. Some, sometimes they'll travel. They'll travel. That's the thing with him is he he's known as a shooter, but that's not exactly his game coming into the league. He's great at attacking the closeouts. That is his game, right? Putting the ball on the floor, making the right pass. But that's where he gets in trouble. That's where he gets called for traveling oh, yeah. as well. So it's sort a of a of weird balance. Get called for traveling early. You're right. It's that first month it stuff. Yep. It's point of emphasis or what are they calling yeah, it now? Jim right. Pete was saying no. It's called something different this oh, year. Point of education. Point of education. <laughs> yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, you got to learn what you like. But uh, we all learn. know that those points of education yep. only last about first month, maybe first month and a half of the season. By the time the Christmas Day games roll around, it's the same old NBA. They'll revert. Yeah, we'll go back exactly. So. Uh, a lot of traveling calls so far. Yeah, but he's been well shooting the ball. Incredible. Just just lights out. Just been, you know, two for three, three for three, those kind of things. And really, what for me, what it's about is that hesitation before he was, oh, should I pass it? Should, should I shoot it? No. Oh, so true. He's just going for it right now. No Any kind of like, thinking. In the NBA, if you're open, it's only going to be for a second. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so you have to make a quick decision. The yeah. window is super small. You know, that's what I like. It's kind of like uh, Andrew Wiggins with the confidence in his three point shot as well. Yeah. Even though he's been missing some, he's got a little cold streak. You can just see that he's more confident in his shot now because oh, yeah. he doesn't think twice about taking him, even if he's a few steps behind the three-point line, you know? He's incredible. So, so I like the increased confidence by both Belly and Wiggins making quick decisions with the ball. And, uh, you know, Tyus is playing good. It's really only Shabazz we're waiting on. Yeah. Still Tyus waiting is, on a good Shabazz game. Tyus has come around still, you know, he's still not not great out there, but he is solid at least, you know, Takes can care hold of the down ball. the fort. Yeah. Got a good turnover. assist to turnover ratio. Yeah. Gets a few steals, gets in there. You know, he, he he's doing his job well. He could definitely still improve, though. But, yeah, uh, Shabazz Muhammad is really the only one who's who's a minus uh, still um, off the bench, so you know you'd like to see him get going. He, you know, he's taking the shots. Obviously, he's doing what he normally does. 
Um, you know, I think on the broadcast a few nights ago, they were just, you know, saying he's just got to, you know, he's just got to settle down a little bit. He might be pressing due to the fact that, you know, he's got this one-year deal. You know, he's trying to really show what he's made of. When is Shabazz not pressing? <laughs> Shabazz Muhammad, you look up pressing in the dictionary. There he is. <laughs> Shabazz Muhammad continues to stay thirsty. He's thirsty. He is that. He's always going to be. That's just just how he is. But you'd like to see him maybe. His money pick shots aren't going in bit. though. Usually his yeah, hook, exactly. His hook on the block is usually just money, and it hasn't been this you year. You can at least count on for that typically, but uh, not so far. But you know that's okay. I mean, even having nine guys who can really go is is, is a huge improvement. And and uh, you know we'll see how the bench you know goes for the rest of the season. I don't know if Tibbs will stick to ten if that's what he wants. Is the goal to have two squads, two five and five squads? Or do you think you know? You know, maybe he will have you know something like this built in. as the season goes along, we're going to whittle it down. And matching a little yeah. bit, you know, and I like that. We're seeing more mixing and matching with bench and starters than we have in the past yeah. year with Tibbs. So that's fun to see, and it's also weird to see Tibbs giving his guys rest when the bench is reliable. <laughs> we're actually seeing Wiggins sit for five minute stretches at a time on the bench. Yeah, same with Towns. That's crazy. These guys never got any rest last season. Yeah, so, an encouraging sign. I wonder about Shabazz though. If he mm. continues to play like this, well, yeah. he's he's been such a uh, negative. If he could just plays like his normal Shabazzy self, <laughs> his normal Bozzy self, is he in the league next year? Oh man, that's because so sad to I, think I about. I just wonder where he goes from here. If he can't yeah. get better, that will he just continue doing minimum contracts until he has a breakout season, or is? Is it time for him to maybe go explore China for a little bit and come back? Yeah, I don't know if he's at that point yet or if like there's still some bad teams who would like to have him and oh take a flyer on him and maybe we can, you know, resuscitate your value type of thing. But yeah, I think you're right. He is on sort of the borderline right now as far as being an NBA player, having an NBA job. Might be about time for him to, you know, hit the overseas land, but it's a little early for that. This whole season. Maybe we can trade him to the Suns for Jared Dudley or something. (laughs) You know, it's like a rebuilding team that's trying to tank, and the Suns could, you know, get half a season of looking at Shabazz for a minimum contract. I think you're on to something there. I think there are teams who could convince themselves, well, he's still, well, I guess he's not on his rookie deal anymore, but he's just beyond his rookie deal, still pretty young. What can who, we get from this guy with a change of scenery? You who can in the league yourself. still believes in Shabazz? That's the question. Whoever it is, if there's a GM out there that does, get on the phone. Yeah, mostly bad teams. You know, I would say, like you said, the Suns. I think the Nets are in the business of looking at guys like him. You know, they don't have their own pick. The Hawks you know, could do it. You Hawks know? could look at him. Bulls could look at him. There's, there's a number of teams, and, and especially, I think we talked about this the end of last season, sort of previewing his free agency, uh, the wing position is the weakest in the league, you know, as far as, like, having quality guys who can defend, who can, you know, Shabazz can't do that. But I'm just saying, like, having a good wing player, there's a shortage of that in the league. And even though he's flawed in certain areas, he is a wing guy, so at least he plays the right position. It's different for bigs, where you can eat very easily beyond the league. You're looking at, you know, like Julie Okafor right now. Yeah. You know, they can't give him away. They literally can't give him away because, like, his type is just so... There's too many of him in the league, and it's sort of, like, past their prime, past their age. Well, Whereas, at least with Shabazz, you need a wing guy. Lots of teams need wings, so he has that going for him. Yeah, if he could really defend then and oh. hit threes. He's Everything like a three and D player who can't shoot threes or D. <laughs> D so you know that's uh, yeah, he does a <laughs> troublesome spot for him to be in. But uh, you know, I, I wouldn't trade for Jaleel Okafor either. The Sixers yeah. didn't pick up his option, so you know he's going to be a free agent yeah. at the end of the year. If you're interested in Jaleel, you're already a tanking team, pretty much. You probably so. could have already got him for nothing, right? Exactly. So yeah. why give up any asset for Jaleel when you know you can get him? And you know, 
eight months. Poor Jaleel. Poor guy. Man, talk about a, a fateful, uh, you know... What? I'm so thankful we got the first pick in the Carl Anthony Downs lottery. Yeah, not number two. Oh, my number God. Three. If we had two, you knew we would take Okafor yeah. over Porzingis, yeah. and then he would be our problem. And then Russell after that. Oh, man, we would be drinking so much heavier <laughs> on on you know the pod. These yeah. pods would be dark. This pod is just a one beer, two beer pod. It would be like a three or four beer pod if uh, if yeah we had. Yeah, there would, Okafor. wouldn't be beer involved. There'd, There'd be, be no all podcast. hard liquor. Yeah, hard we'd just, liquor. We just quit the show. I think at that point. Oh man. Well, all right. At least the Sixers have Simmons and Embiid and stuff, so they can't feel too bad. All right, bench is playing well. Let's keep it moving. What else we got? He's on fire! Oh, indeed he is. And uh, in this instance, he is Jimmy Butler. Neil? That's right. Yes. I need to cancel my ESPN the magazine subscription. Oh, no. Why? Why would you do that? I got it for like a year for like a buck or some kind of promotion yeah. a couple of years back. And no, I was no. like... I don't want the magazine, but I would like ESPN Insider Access. Oh, I so didn't I did that. You get both. Then they auto renewed it on me for like <laughs> forty bucks last year. Ugh. I emailed their customer service like eight times in a month, and they never responded once to me about it. And so I just got the notice in my email this week. Hey, you're going to be renewed in a week, and I'm like, not again. No, you're but out. every week, without fail, ESPN the magazine shows up in my mailbox. Wow. And uh, anything you know, good recently? A lot of bad football coverage, but oh. now on uh, the most recent issue, which has Tom Brady on the cover, <laughs> there is an interview with Jimmy Butler. Okay. Some great photos of him in camping gear. Oh. You know, he's in the tent, he's in the boat, and lo and behold, they actually filmed that. Oh, so that it's photo a twofer. Shoot. It's yeah. a twofer. So we get the we get the ESPN the magazine video of Jimmy Butler experiencing the great Minnesota outdoors. Yeah, it's a nice little video. It uh, made the rounds on YouTube and all your favorite blogs, including uh, Canis Hoopus, uh, this week. Had little features about it. It's just a nice little five-minute uh, video with, a, I guess he's an ESPN writer, I, I suppose. I don't know who this person is who's out there with Jimmy Buckets in the, in the wilderness, in, on a lake somewhere. Uh, enjoying Minnesota. It's just a nice little, nice little video. Uh, apparently, there's an ESPN magazine uh, piece to go along with it. Uh, did you read the piece? Did you get to see that yet? Is I it, haven't it? yet. Yeah, so my life is so busy. You guys. We just watched, the, we just watched the video, and uh, it's really lighthearted. And uh, you know, they you find get... out that uh, when Jimmy screams, it sounds like this. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like Mar from Home Alone too. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like when he gets the feathers glued to him. Yeah. So Butler falls out of out of the canoe at some, at one point, and that's the sound effect you're hearing right there. That's that's Butler screaming, uh, hamming it up for the camera. Indeed, uh, the cynical part of me is just like, yeah, it's all set up. You know, it's all like a bit. It's all like a very clearly meant to fall out of the boat. Like they set the whole thing up that he would fall in. But even if it was a setup. Props to him. It looks cold. It doesn't yeah. look like it's winter, but it looks like this was shot a couple weeks ago in Minnesota. Still fall, autumn weather, winter, and yeah, he got his pants wet. He got all the way in the water. Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> it's just ESPN, a face full of water. ESPN might have planned to do it. I don't think Jimmy was in on that. <laughs> but props for him for going with it. You know, he rolled with it. Yeah, it's uh, Jimmy's a charismatic guy. Oh yeah, he has got more natural charisma than anyone on this team. I know Towns has got. You know, he he he's the. Your ultimate pitch. He's got the teacher pet. He's the pitch man. He's you know, the, he's the guy you want selling he, selling your product. Jack Link's jerky. That's right. But my girlfriend says I look good. 
Yeah, he's he's a character too, but it feels a little bit more sort of calculated with Towns, you know? Right, and Very, Jim, yeah. Jimmy feels so authentic in what he says. Yeah, he's just messing with people. He's just goofing around. He doesn't really care what he says or where things are printed, like... I don't know. He's he's very clearly very comfortable with himself in the sort of like I don't care what you think about me kind of way, which you could never say about Towns. Yeah, Towns it, is well spoken. He's positive. He's verbose, but he he definitely cares what you think about him. <laughs> I was talking about this before the season too about how all the interviews I read, like Jimmy is very authentic and real, and I love reading any interview with him just because seeing that personality, you get the sense that you're learning about a real dude. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. He's uh, all the country music stuff. Stuff, all the sort of you know you know you know I'm, I'm i'm the leader of this place like all the you know stuff with the bulls he's very forthcoming with it all and just he just lays it out there and you just he's sort of like doing a bit slash like messing with you kind of thing like so. when he said that he has a van with a baby on board sticker <laughs> yeah or like he, he removed his his rear view mirror from from his, his car because he doesn't look van. backwards he doesn't look backwards like come on that stuff is ridiculous yeah so and yet like, still more like like, even if he is trolling a little bit with that stuff, it's still less aggravating than what Kyrie's doing. <laughs> There's no photo of the Earth from space. There has never been a photo of the Earth. Kyrie is just on a whole other level of, of. I thought uh, you were gonna say a whole other planet. He's on a whole. He's on a whole other moon. Reference. Yeah, he's on he's, another flat planet. Kyrie is just wilding right now. Where, yeah, but it's great to be learning this about Jimmy. It's it's really fun to sort of you know obviously on on the court stuff is incredible. Oh, we have Jimmy Butler. We have a top ten player in the league. But it's also fun to sort of see the the post game interviews with him, the off the court sort of interviews in the press, all these things. It's been fun to kind of get to know this, the character that Jimmy Butler is. I'm excited for the remainder of his time here for as long as it goes. <laughs> Let's keep it going. I'm all about it. <laughs> what? That's right. All right. Uh, should we get to our sponsor here? Yeah, I got to pay the bills, Neil. Got to pay the bills. All right. Let's do it. Uh-uh. Yeah. Sponsor time. Tonight, the money. The check is cleared. <laughs> A close personal friend of ours. Okay. Somebody I go way back with. Who's that? You might know him. His number used to be 101.3. Oh. You know him as Crunch. Crunch the Wolf. <laughs> Our beloved mascot, one of the best, actually the best mascot in the league. The singular best mascot in the league. There's no competition, which is what he wanted us to to relay to you today. That's right. That's right. That's right. Today, our sponsor is Crunch the Mascot. He has, he uh, we got an email from Crunch recently, wanted us to uh, deliver a message on the podcast. He knows we were very influential. He knows we reach a lot of people. Dozens and dozens of you listen to this show. And he wanted us to get a message to the fans, the Timberwolves fans out there. Because you might have seen it this week. Uh, the Iowa Wolves, a new G League team. Neil, you're wearing their shirt right now. I got the shirt on, the Iowa Wolves. That's nice. It's a good logo. G League affiliate. Um, you know, they unveiled their mascot this week. His name is, his or her name is Alpha. Alpha. Alpha the Wolf. Alpha Wolf. Hmm. Hmm. Crunch. But really, when when you're not even in the professional leagues, if you're not in the NBA, how are you the alpha wolf? You're right. beta tops, buddy. Beta tops. This is exactly what Crunch would like us to speak about today. Uh, it just doesn't make sense. The alpha wolf is the leader of the pack. That's right. No so, one challenges the alpha wolf. Slow your roll out there in Iowa. A little uh, presumptuous is all I'm saying. Mr. Alpha, you're out here claiming that you are the leader. 
but you just got here. You just got to this party, okay? Crunch has been here since 1989. Crunch is A1 Wolf. You're not even the B Wolf. That's Big Bad Wolf. No, no, you no. You know, there's other wolves more famous than you. Yeah, you think Des Moines is a big city? I mean, come up here to Minneapolis, all right? We'll show you about the city life. We'll show you about, you know, having culture, about having things happening in your city. We got two cities up here, actually. It's not the Minneapolis Wolves. It's the Minnesota Wolves representing a whole state, okay? I know you are as well down in Iowa, but you got like like a third amount of the people down there, okay? Also, since we're all about facts here on the podcast, just giving you the facts. truth, there are more wolves living in the state of Minnesota than the state of Iowa. That's just facts. So, once again, I think it's cool. I like the G League team. I don't mean to insult the G League in any way. No, it's great. But I do mean to denigrate the G League mascot here. Know your role. Know your place. I'm happy to have you in the pack, Alpha. Welcome to the pack. But to me, you're always going to be Beta. Beta Wolf. This has uh, been a message from Crunch the Wolf. Thank you very much, uh, Crunch, for uh, sponsoring uh, this episode of Wolf's Cast. He's going to pay us in dunks. You know that, right? That's right. Trampolines. Mini Crunch candy bars. He got his nickname after a candy bar. All right. Up next, we have a brand new segment. Ooh. It's called... Two weeks in a row. Two new segments. New segment. Season three, baby. Wolf's Cast. New segment. Talking to the fans, the real life fans. It's called Howling Out. Enjoy. So I'm here on location in the brand new Target Center lobby. Uh, it's open. It's bright. Uh, it's beautiful. Uh, lots of people congregating here before uh, tonight's game against the Hornets. It was recently revealed that Timberwolves forward Shabazz Muhammad will legally change his name to Baz. However, he won't simply be changing just his first name. Um, his entire name, first and last will be just Boz. Uh, I wanted to test the pulse on how fans were feeling about the news. Uh, so today, let's talk Boz. Okay, first of all, um, how do you feel about Shabazz Muhammad as a basketball player? I think he's okay. He's a good player for us. He does rebounds sometimes. He does a lot of messed up things for us. But overall, he's a he's a good T-Wolves player. I'm not going to be negative towards him at all. He's good, though, yeah. As a basketball player, I think he's solid coming off the bench. You know, he's a, he's a great player for the Timberwolves, and they have a lot of depth this year, so that's going to be huge. I think he's a good pick. I think he's getting better every game, actually. Yeah, good pick. I think he's a good player coming off the bench. I know supporting the big three, the new big three, is a good role player to have on our team. He's got good energy off the bench. I mean, I think everyone knows that. Um, hopefully this series, you know, he's got the new contract so he can come in and play a little harder. Um, he's got veterans to play behind. They're going to they're gonna keep him there and keep him going good, so. Next, uh, what do you think about Shabazz's decision to legally change his name to Boz? What do you think about this choice? Kind of weird, you know, and stuff, but, you know, I guess that's his choice if he wants to with his own life, I guess. But I guess, you know, if he wants to do it, he can do it. Yes, I think, you know, I mean, we had some funny ones like Chael Chocinco, but I love it, you know. It makes him unique, so I, I kind of, I support him doing that. You know? 
I think it's a, I think it's interesting because a lot of the international players, when you talk about like football abroad, right, they do the same thing. So yeah, I think it's a good good move for him. I think he's gonna get well known for it. I mean, it's a little weird. Like I wouldn't want to have my nickname as like my full name. I kind of understand where he's coming from because Boz is kind of a cool nickname, but I just don't think it makes that much sense. I don't think we had any warning like he just changed his name out of nowhere. And I think we got it on the score and it, all our friends were going crazy. It was weird. Nah, I think, you know, given the history he's had with his dad, who knows all, he could be a factor in that. There's a lot of that going on. So, hey, he's, a, he's what, 23, 24 now, something like He can do what he wants. So, hey, if, if he plays better with it, why not? Okay, finally, state your name, um, and then tell us if you would change your name, Boz style, and uh, if so, uh, what would you change it to? My name is Douglas P. Redunza II. I would call myself Dougie Fresh. Gino Angelo Terrell. Just Gino. Just straight Gino. Oh, yeah. Because my, it was my dad's nickname when he played baseball in high school. His name was Mario. They called him Gino for short. No one knows why, but Gino for short. I had an older brother named, named after him called Mario, and he named me after him Gino, so I would just say Gino. Sam? No, I'm not that courageous. <laughs> don't, don't, don't have it in me. Yeah, I think, so. I, I, think, I think he's got it. Yeah, he's got what it takes. I would never go with just Sam. Nope, I like, I like my name too much. <laughs> Will? I can't think of anything that would make sense to me, so I don't get why he's doing it either because I can't think of anything to change my name to. Oh, my friends call me Sil. Sil. Yeah. Very good. Just go by Sil. No, I do not want to do that. My name's Andrew. I hate Drew and I hate Andy, so I can't go with either of those. Um, I got my nickname's Doogie, so I'd probably do that. Just do that. So, like Doogie Hauser, yeah. That's all for this edition of Howling Out. Thank you to everyone who joined me for this segment. Appreciate your time. Go Wolves! All right, that was it. Howling Out. Hope you guys enjoyed it. It's a new segment. I really uh, did, Neil. Some great work there. Thank you so much. Uh, interviewed a bunch of people in the lobby of uh, Target Center. So maybe uh, if you keep listening to this show, and uh, you might find yourself one day being on our segment called Howling Out. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep the show moving right now. It's time for Power Rankings. Power. 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 Power Rankings. I was listening yo, to a Kate fan the other day, Neil. Oh. When they do power rankings, their sound drop is power rankings. <laughs> this is way better. It's just real simple. This is that. So what you do. get when you combine a basketball podcast with the artistry of a member of Cuckoo Kangaroo, everybody. <laughs> Go see them on the That's road right. the next four weeks. They could be in your city. Oh, thanks. Talk wolves. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Neil, Neil gets lonely on the road not talking wolves, so yeah. talk to him about the wolves, please. Yeah, I'll put our tour dates in the show notes, so maybe you don't live in Minnesota. You want to come see a cuckoo show? You should. All right, power rankings. We're so, here. There's a lot of people who love power rankings. In fact, somebody we love, Jim Pete. Oh, yeah. Always has his top five power rankings. That That's a power rankings of its own. That is power rankings. He even has right? his own graphic this year of him holding up the ball. Power <laughs> rankings. <laughs> Too good, too good, too good. Gotta so tonight, love Jim. With respect to Jim Pete, we're gonna do our own top five. And our top Statistics five Statistics are fun. They sure are, Jim. Our own top five. Our top five is 
top five ideas for Jim Pete's top five. Uh huh. Uh huh. We have some list ideas of our own. I know they solicit from their crowd uh, from time to time. Jim Pete is a man of the fans. He that's listens, right. He's always know. listening. So we'll make shout sure. shout out in blogs. You know, shouting out blogs. That's right. We're gonna send him this segment because we have some ideas too. You know, we like the top five segment quite a bit, and uh, we have some ideas of, of a couple different top fives that uh, that Jim and Dave. Um, could do on the FSN broadcast this season. Scott, why don't you get us started out? Uh, number five. Number five. Get us going. Top five post moves. Oh, top five post moves. You know, there are so many post moves. Yep. Kevin McHale knows 40 to 50 alone. <laughs> yeah. And it's always great to hear a big man, someone with uh, experience in the league, back when mm-hmm. the big people used to rely on the post. This used to be a very post-heavy league. Yeah. And the post is not dead. Jim Pete says that. On the air a lot. It's not dead. Still kicking. So I want to know what Jim Pete's top five post moves are. Maybe learn a few shake and bake tricks I can bust out a pickup mm. basketball. I feel like he's he knows like how to pull the chair. That's a good one. That's yeah. more of a defense move, but I still like it. He played with Akeem Olajuwon, get the dream shake up in there. Oh, yeah. Kevin McHale was one of his mentors, I believe, helped recruit him to play at the University of Minnesota. So That was the golden era of post, post so, men. So, yeah. so I mean, Jim knows it all. He's been a post coach with the Lynx, stuff like that. So Jim's the ultimate postman right there, okay? And although the post position is kind of falling out of favor in the league, it's still important. You still got to have a guy who can – Put some moves on someone just a couple feet from the rim. So it's very important. I would love to to, to hear. And, you know, sometimes you get at the end of the um, uh, FSM broadcast, they used to do a thing where they'd go on the court and demonstrate oh, some yeah. things. That's you know, stuff. I haven't seen it recently, but demonstrate some things. So this could be like that, only with maybe some video clips. Because that's the thing. It's a quick segment, the top five, right? It's got to yeah. exist in like 90 seconds. So it's quick. So you can't have the in-depth, okay, I'm going to show you how to do this. But you could have a little video clip in there. Help, or, help you know, out. because this is a live game going on, they can point it out when they see it in there the you game. Go. Like, hey, that's what I was talking about, number four, which mm-hmm. is, you know, the drop step the up and hook. under. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that is number five. Neil, why don't you hit us with number four? Ooh, number four, the top five cities to dine in. That's right. These guys about get their per diem money. You get your per diem. You're on the road. You're, you're downtown. You're in a nice hotel. You got time after the game. Even the announcers, they got to eat well, I assume. I would assume so. Um, you know, when you're in all these different cities every night, you, 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 it's something fun to do. It's like, oh, we're going to be in San Diego or we're going to be in Oakland this, you know, this week or whatever. Let's 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 see what they have to eat. Let's let's get let's get some of the best food in Oakland. So what are they would, doing in San Diego, Neil? I, I mean, training camp for one. Oh but, yeah, uh, that's true. I was, that's what I was thinking about playing the ghost of the. It's pe- not an NBA peppers. city, you know. <laughs> but it seems like you know you everyone when you hear best cities to dine in, you listener right now think uh-huh. think of a city listener. Yeah, you you're thinking of one, and already that might not even be it because you got deep dish pizza, Chicago. <laughs> Yeah. You got New Orleans. Yeah, you're thinking you know, New Orleans. all the Cajun food. Yeah, you are thinking Memphis New Orleans. barbecue. Mm. Oh my gosh! And so there are a lot of cities that have a claim to fame for regional food, and a lot of cities that have great restaurants. Yes. New York, obviously, got uh-huh. a lot of fine dining. Uh-huh. Oklahoma City has that one steakhouse all the players go to because it's the only steakhouse <laughs> in the right. city. That's right. So you know, let me know. You know, what we regional know. cuisine? Yeah, is, we want to know what, what, what Jim and Dave are, are having on the road, especially what, what are they city like? can you get the best seafood in? You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. These are these are important things, and we'd love to hear them from our announcers. 
Um, okay, cool. And you know what? Go ahead and get a little sponsorship love. If there's, Might just well. don't say Memphis barbecue. Pick a place, and then you get to eat free there for the rest. Of, you know, every time you go yeah, visit Memphis, you shout them out on the broadcast. They'll hear about it somehow, you know, and then they'll give you they'll give you a gift card or something. They'll hook you up. That's my goal. So that's works. my goal. Crave restaurant. <laughs> give me a free gift card, please. On, I can't afford to eat at you. We walk by you in the Skyway all please. the time. Hook us up. All the sushi places I want to try in the all city. Right. Next one, number three. Number three. NBA announcer catchphrases. Top Everyone's five. got the big ones, you know. Top five catchphrases. What would be some of the couple off the top of your head? I mean, you're thinking Marv Albert, right? You're thinking uh, yes. Well, some of them, yeah. yeah there's the yes. the, the distinctive voice. There's some like Mark Jackson. You got oh hand down man down yeah mama there mama there goes that man those are great uh, so sometimes <laughs> there's specific catchphrases yeah uh, I was just listening to the low post with Brian Windhorst on oh, it oh yeah they were see? talking about how uh, Zach was saying how much the Miami announcer like saying bam after bam <laughs> uh, scores a point goes bam, bam! and he used to say kaboom when they hit a three pointer and apparently <laughs> when Bosch would he would say kabosh. Right, I was watching uh, Nick's broadcast the other night, and of course Clyde Frazier with the you know toasting, uh, posting and toasting, posting and toasting, toasting and posting, whatever he says. He, Clyde Frazier he has to be on this classic. list. Classic, what a classic! He's got the most. But yeah, you got to have some catchphrases on there. G nine. That's right. I mean, they make their own on the broadcast. Jimmy G buckets. The G stands for gets, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, that's uh, that's um, uh, Stacy King right there. Stacey King is known for on the Bulls broadcast doing the drive home safe, folks. Beep, beep. Yep. Do the beep, beep. Do the little beep, beep. So, you know, just even silly stuff like that. I mean, as broadcasters, I want to know what they like. You know, there's, it's one thing to have like fans and stuff like that, but like as broadcasters, I love when Bill Simmons um, in the past has had on, um, not, is it Jim Nance? Not Jim Nance, but uh, yeah, Jim Nance and uh, or, or Harlan and all these guys. He has broadcasters on. It's just fun to hear them talk about the broadcasters they like. I've never really heard Jim and Dave talk about that. So yeah, I'd love to hear it, who it is, Jim it's likes. It's insightful. You know, it's some inside baseball, but yeah, it's, you it's know. fine. And everybody, that was my baseball reference for the week. <laughs> You said the word baseball. <laughs> that's not the drop I was going for, but that's fine. All right, moving on. The next one right here. Number, number two. Number two. Uh, top five foul-mouthed coaches. That's right. I think... Um, it's an evergreen idea. It's always relevant because we have Tibbs. We have Tibbs. Root, nightly doing a great performance yep, you on pick the sideline. Picks him up on the mic. They could drop it as soon as they hear the first F-bomb from, uh, from Tibbs, maybe. Oh, my God! That's right. As soon as they hear, you know, Tibbs bellowing, uh, they could, okay, top five time right now. Top five, you know, foul mouth coaches. You know, we might have the premier foul mouth coach, but you know there's more. You know there's other loud mouths out there. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. You, you know, know I'm not sure I, I like gets, this one. Yeah, not anybody gets picked up on the mic like That's Tibbs just does. it. But because Jim Pete and Dave Ben sit right there on the sideline. They know. They know. Even in the coaches that we might not think. We might be like, you know, Fisdale. Luke Man, Walton. Seems like he, yeah, Luke Walton. <laughs> seems like a pretty chill guy. <laughs> yeah. that, that chill gene from his father, Bill. And uh, all of a sudden, they might hear some secret cussing. So yeah, This isn't loud coaches. 
This right. is foul mouth. Right. So exactly. it's, they could be they could be quiet spoken, you know, soft spoken potentially, but they still, you know, bring the expletives to the bro- to the broadcast to, and, the, to know, the court. Jim Pete's in a unique position to hear all of that, so I would He's love right to there. hear the dirt, you know. You can even do coaches that aren't in the league anymore if you don't want to embarrass them. Be like Rick Adelman had the you know, the mouth of a sailor. That's right. Some of these guys they probably fly under the radar of like who's actually swearing, especially maybe with the refs, you know, maybe not your players so much, but you're you, you complain to the ref, you're you you're arguing for your guys. You drop some. You drop some curse words in there. That's totally possible. So. I'd also like to hear Jim Pete's top five favorite curse words, but <laughs> probably wouldn't be able to do yeah. that on the bod- on the broadcast. It's a sub know? list within yeah. the list. Maybe he'd just have to tweet that one. You know, <laughs> Facebook Live it because I don't think he could do it on air. All yeah. right. Well, that brings us to the ultimate number one. Number one facts. About Dave Benz. Top five facts about Dave Benz. They're Dave. a team. They've been together for so many years now. Five they've, years now, maybe? They've got to know some fun facts about each other. I feel like we get we know some stuff about Jim Pete because we love him so much, and he played in the league, and so we get, yep. you know, and he's a color commentator. He can he can be a little bit more colorful when Dave <laughs> Benz is more of the play-by-play. And so I want to know more about Dave Benz. Yeah, you got to think that Jim has some dirt on him. They travel together. I mean, I would love to know if they room together. You know, I don't know if they get their own rooms in the traveling party of Timberwolves or if, you know, they might share. So Does he, Jim Pete could have like big size beds when he goes on the I road? mean, yeah, that'd be hard. I, I mean, bet so, though, because he probably stays in the hotel as the team and the team's yeah, got to get some they big They all stay beds. together. So, yeah, I would imagine they get one for Jim, too. So I would definitely, like you're saying, I mean, you got you got to think they got some stuff on each other. They got some dirt that they know about each other. That's what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about Dave Ben's facts, like where he grew up or what his favorite color is. I'm talking about Dave Ben's facts, like he got drunk this one time and, you know, and said this, you know. On the airplane. Yeah. Dave Dave Ben's always orders tomato juice, no ice. (laughs) This one time, Dave Ben's challenged kg to a card game and you won't believe what happened like stuff like that i want some behind the scenes dave benz you don't know dave benz like i know dave benz stuff from jim pete plus this list could be a fun way don't tell dave benz beforehand a fun way to rib him on air <laughs> just just bring it up randomly yeah and just say it's a good way to get in some subtle digs at your co your co-worker you know all good fun ha 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 right it's like they're in orlando and they're like okay tell dave we're gonna do top five disney characters but really, it's 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 a it's a hit piece on Dave Benz. Here we go. Right. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna drop the dirt on him. So I, I would like. I think you're right. You're on to something here. It's a surprise. Maybe it's his birthday. Maybe oh, maybe perfect. it's it's a celebration, and they want to rib him. You know, something like that. <laughs> I think something like that. Would I be, think it'd be television gold. I think we would get some really fun banter out of that. Again, we've gotten to know him a little bit. But we want to go the extra level. We want to know a little bit more. Let want, us into your world. Let us in. Let us into your working environment. All those things. All right. Well, that's our top five for Jim Pete's top five. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Hopefully, you know, he'll listen to us and <laughs> give us all the dirt on Dave Benz. All of it. We so need it all. That is our power rankings for the week, everybody. And you know what time it is. It's time for our weekly... Now presenting your weekly Wolfie. We will indeed present them to you. I love the drums. Da 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 da. da. Oh. Great. So jazzy, so orchestral. It. Right there, yeah, it reminds me of jazz band days. Um, yes, yes, that's right. This is our prestigious award that we give out uh-huh. on the pod. 
Yes. This it, is episode 57, so in theory we've given out 57, but we started it late. Yeah. So it's very, you know, it's a very distinguished award. That's right. And only it, it, only one can win per week, or two can win per week, one per person. And, I, you know, I've heard that Zach Levine kept some of his Wolfies <laughs> in the same trophy case as his slam dunk trophies. So. Yeah, that, that, that's just a rumor, but it could be true. We hope it's true. But yeah, Weekly Wolfies, the segment where we uh, let you know what we like or dislike or are into or hate or want to shine a light on. Anything that deserves an award, good or bad. That's right. That's right. Scott, you want to get us started this week with uh, Weekly Wolfie? Sure. I've been alluding to it, everybody. I talked about it last week. I started a job this week hanging up Christmas tree decorations. Congrats. Showcase lighting. Their Christmas showcase lighting, yeah, Christmas decor arm of that company. It's great. If you're at St. Louis Park, check out West End. I spent the last two days hanging up reefs Hello. and a giant, like, 30 foot Christmas tree there. I'm sure it looks beautiful. So, you know, we're driving around a lot, going to different areas. And so we spend a lot of time on the road listening to some K fans, to some sports talk radio, okay. which I normally don't do. When I'm driving in my car, I'm listening to podcasts usually, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. just jacking in the audio feed. And then you can listen to the Low Post or whatever. Yeah. So you're saying, Bauer, or, you know, your favorite podcast right here, Wolfscast. So you're saying you've been reintroduced to local talk radio scene. Yes, I have. And it's been a while. And what a new, brave new world we're in. They're talking <laughs> about there? your boys, the Timberwolves. Oh. I used to try and get Timberwolves on the radio, and no one wanted to talk about them because they were terrible. No one could touch it. And so, like, they, they would make a joke out of talking about it, you know, mm-hmm. even when people, they'd bring it up, and people would be like, we don't care, change the segment. <laughs> on air, they would say that. The host would say Team that. sucks. Yeah, exactly. And so let's talk about better sport. So maybe it's just because there's no Vikings this week, and they need a little something uh-huh. extra to talk about. But every time these past few days we've tuned in, they have been talking Timberwolves. <laughs> Serious Timberwolves talk. Some of the takes are a little outrageous. Like, maybe they haven't watched a lot of games, you know, in the past five to ten years. But, uh, you know, that's what I said. I heard a guy pick the Timberwolves for 58 wins. Oh, you know, wow. And stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, even though it's – I don't I don't love sports talk radio. Sure. That, that was like, no, I'm going to do the Jimmy Butler and the ESPN magazine. I don't want to use the word hate, but if hate's right here, like right this it. is right below it. <laughs> I don't like sports talk radio at all because it's just weird with the takes and stuff. Right. Like they did – Ricky Rubio versus Jeff Teague point by point breakdown. Like, no. like uh, who has more points this season? It's Jeff Teague. Point uh. to Jeff Teague. Who has more steals? You know, and just like doing really weird stats. In the last two games, Ricky had this many steals versus Jeff. So we're going to give the point to Jeff. It's anyways. I'm not here to denigrate. <laughs> I'm happy they're talking about the Timberwolves again. It just it just shows you how much this new team has excited everybody. And so Sports Talk Radio, good on you talking about your right. boys, the Minnesota Timberwolves. You get a weekly Wolfie for that. All right. Turns out the Wolves are relevant locally. We've been waiting. We've been waiting <laughs> for so long, Neil. That's incredible. All right. That's good. What you got? Sports Talk Radio. Tune in. Apparently they're talking about your Wolves. If, if, you already, if you already listen to our show, listen to our show first and then tune on over to the AM radio. All right. My weekly Wolfie this week goes to um, the Target Center Skyway system. Ooh. You know, um, okay, so I went to both games last weekend versus the Mavs and versus the Hornets. Scott and I, we will give you our full uh, Target Center renovation 
update once Scott gets to a game. Scott's going to be, you're going to a game this month. I believe it. I believe it. I hope so. I've got, uh, I got a little Christmas tree cash flow coming in now, good, so good, I might good, be able to good. afford a game. Yes, yes. So you, once Scott gets to a game, we will give you our thoughts overall on um, what's happening over Alternatively, there. Alternatively, if you work for the Timberwolves and want to hook your boy up with a ticket, Holla. I could do the review. Holla I'm sure out. I'll be impressed. Holla out. Um, in, in December, yes. Okay, um, or November, um, either month. But I just want to give uh, a shout-out and a weekly Wolfie to my favorite part of the new Target Center, and that is the new Skyway entrance. Scott, there's a brand-new Skyway entrance. It is um, connected to the the previous Skyway um, in between uh, the parking ramp A and B, so okay. basically kind of you know parallel to where or adjacent, adjacent to Target Field. Sure. Okay, right. We walk it. When you walk from the ramps behind the stadium, you know it well. There's I have one a lot of good childhood memories of That's going right. to early Wolves games and having them violin player always. <laughs> there you there go. There you, you go. go. So instead of walking all the way down to the typical Skyway entrance, there's one that is closer to parking ramp A. It is very small. It's a new entrance. It's it's very it's a small small little guy, uh, small little Skyway entrance. But it, it gets you right into the arena, right by section 126, right um, you know, in the corner of the arena. So it, it's wonderful in that there's a new way to enter the building. But really what this Wolfie is for is for exiting the building. Because typically, in, in previous years, you, to get out of the building, you'd have to go all the way down to the end of the, uh, end of the arena, go down the escalators or whatever, get to the Skyway level, and exit via the one Skyway level. Such right? a bottleneck. It was the one what way. A one bottleneck. bottleneck, right? One at the, there's one way to get in and out. I have a lot out. of memories of that as a kid, too, just shuffling your feet so slowly. Oh, terrible. There's one way to get on the Skyway. It's freezing cold. Nobody wants to just hit the street, although we did that many times in order just to not have to deal yeah, with exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. We got somewhere to be. We'll... But now there is a new exit point right outside Section 126 um, on the opposite side of the of the old exit, the only exit. And wow, it is it's small, but it gets you right into the right into the skyway, right to your car. You just you you just can get out of the building so much faster now, and it's just such a, a it's a logistical gift from the Target Center at this point. It's incredible just to have that option. Hey, it's good to get in. That's a fine way to get in, um, but really, it's about leaving and, ha- and having that area just to just to get on your way and not have to go all the way to the other end of the building, go downstairs, shuffle your feet for ten minutes to get through that bottleneck. So yeah, you hear that's that, what's fans about. that we always see leaving games early, even when it's close. You don't need to leave early really anymore to, to beat that bottleneck. Yeah, know? I get it. My yeah. wife is a claustrophobic person. She doesn't want to be Ooh, in that bottleneck. So that was rough. That is good to hear, especially because I remember how ridiculous it is walking from ramp A in previous seasons. You would see like all you'd see like oh we have to walk around like fifty percent of the target center to get <laughs> to the entrance in here. Yeah, and so hey, that's great to no hear. No more. Yeah, you know? it's a small little extra extra skyway. So shout out to you extra new target center skyway you get a weekly wolfie well earned all right well if you're new to the podcast we close out with a game every week uh-huh, uh-huh. A way to keep it light way to have some fun we're all about fun here yeah we're gonna have some fun we're gonna play a game we'll see if neil can keep a winning streak going like these timberwolves <laughs> all right tonight Let's do it i came up with this this game name is the price is be right ha <laughs> I guess this is your meme history lesson. B-Wright used to be the in-arena announcer who always said, the noise is working. And this was during the tanking years. Yeah. Like, we were so bad that there would be no, we'd be down by 25 going into the fourth, and B-Wright would be like, Target Center, the noise is working. 
So this is a play on the prices, right? Be now. right. I, when I saw the name of this game, I figured it would be a game about in arena hosts and maybe some of their catchphrases and stuff. But but I, I, I'm wrong on that, right? That's correct. Okay. <laughs> That's How correct. it's going to work is like the Price is Right. I'm going to give you a Timberwolves stat. And just like the price is right, what they do with money, you have to say whether the actual number is higher, lower, or the same. Okay, cool. So kind of like how you're like, this is detergent. Is it higher than 450, lower than 450, or does it cost 450? All you right. Know, the price is right stuff. Alrighty. All right, first up, Neil, is this stat higher, lower, or absolutely correct? Okay. okay. Jamal Crawford is playing 20 minutes a night. That's his. You're saying that is his his current average minutes for this season. That's right. With the Wolves, 20 minutes a night. Um, I will say that that is that sounds that sounds a few minutes too high. Actually, I'm gonna say that's too high. That's too high. Oh. That's why I came up with the game. I saw that stat and I was like, "Really? Yeah, really? 20? What's All right. So it is correct. It's 20 right. minutes. 20, 20 minutes. minutes on the head. All right. Let's try the next one, Neil. Andrew Wiggins draws six personal fouls per game. Hmm. That seems six personal fouls a game. Wow, he did some advanced stats here. Drawing fouls. It's true. I went on NBA.com stats. Yeah. Advanced. You know, that sounds uh that sounds about right. Uh but yeah, I'll I'll say that um that might be uh, yeah, I guess that's right on. Right on. Exactly six fouls. How is that? Ah. Andrew Wiggins does lead the team with fouls drawn. Oh, by quite a margin. But he draws four and a half fouls. Oh, nice. Six is too many. Six, six is a little too many. Six is too many. All, All right, right, Neil. Next question. It's a money question. Okay. This year, Jeff Teague's salary is $17 million. This season is 17. I think it's more actually like 18 or 19. I'm going to say that's too low. Is it too low? Okay, okay. <laughs> Second highest paid player on the team at 19, 19 million. Yeah, 19. Butler's making 19 and change. Okay. I was debating doing that or Taj Gibson, who's <laughs> making 14 million this year. He is making 14? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, let's go to the next question. Good job on that one. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns has taken 47 three pointers this season. Let's see. 10 games, four. I'm going to say that is two. What'd you say? How many? 47. I'm going to say that's too high. Too high. Too high. Yes. Andrew Wiggins leads the team with 47 three-pointers taken. Second up is Jamal Crawford with 39. Nice. Tied for third is Cat and Teague, who have both taken 33 three-pointers uh, Okay, season. okay, okay. That's about three a game. Yeah. That's about, that seems about right with Cat. Yeah, it you does. Know? Yeah, it does. All right. Final question, Neil. The average distance of Shabazz Muhammad's shots taken. <laughs> Is 7.8 feet from the rim. Ah, that seems high. That seems high. He hasn't shot that many threes. I'm going to say it's too high. Too high. Ah. But you're right in thinking it's too high because Shabazz has the lowest shot distance on the team. Of everyone on the team, Shabazz takes the shots closest to the rim. (laughs) 7.8 feet is his average. Everyone is well above that. Crazy, crazy. I guess he needs a couple threes in there. I guess he needs to, you know, start trying five feet away from the basket. Maybe he'll start working out for him. I guess he does. All right. All right. Well, that's a good game. That was our Prices Be Right game. game, everybody. All right, Scott, thank you for the game. That was a good one. I like it. Uh, you know, the price is be right. That's a new That's a new staple every uh, five, six shows or so. We got to do that one. I like that. You know, I wish I could say that that makes me happy, but <laughs> I just, 
I just feel like I'm never happy. I'm never happy. No, Tibbs is never happy. Come on now. Don't I'm never happy. <laughs> never ever happy. Never tips. happy. Forever sad. Okay. Um, and I'm sad because it's the end of the podcast. Thanks yeah, for listening, we've everybody. We've reached the end. This is... Um, Shout out to the trivia teams who heard the podcast point last week. That's right. I'm a trivia oh. host. Every Tuesday night, Darby's Pub and Grill, 6 p.m. It's free to play. A lot of great prizes. You can interact with me because I'm a fun guy in real life. Come and say hi. Some people heard it. Some if, people yeah, did if, it. If, and there's some people who didn't hear it and drew the old podcast oh, point, which is draw, draw the Wolves them. logo up by your name. Did you correct them or what did you say? Did I just you say, listen I, to this I crossed it out. Show? I was like, not relevant anymore. Uh, but one team did listen and drew a tree. That is what we're doing. Draw okay. a tree up by your team name. And any kind of tree you want, really. And uh, I will give you an extra point on trivia just for listening to the podcast, because that's great. Thanks, guys. Nice. All right. That's going to do it for our show today. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I will be out of town for the next four weeks, but you're in the capable hands of uh, young Scott here. And we'll also have a guest host for you, giving some uh, different opinions, different uh, you know, different perspective on the Timberwolves. Why did you use air quotes when you said capable hands? I, you know, I just, I wanted, I wanted you to know that, that you're you being know. facetious. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, get I wanted it. to make sure you know that that's what, that's what I'm never happy. I wanted you to know what was going on, but it's going to be all good. I'll be back in a month. The shows will continue every week without fail, no matter what. Scott's going to produce going the show. all around the country, East Coast, West Coast? All East Coast. If you're all on the East, East Coast, Coast, come see us again. The show, the uh, links, or excuse me, the, the shows will be in the show notes, so check out our dates. Maybe you'll get to see another basketball game. Yes. I'm going to try try and go to Madison Square Garden, actually. There's a uh, Clippers-Knicks game. Yeah, I would really love to go. You've been, right? No. Oh. I tried twice. You went. When I was there, I tried twice, but it was weird because, like, scalpers in New York City have, like, fake tickets and stuff. And I, Ugh, and it's weird, too, because it was tickets. a bad season for the Nets. This Ugh. was, like, before Mellow and stuff. Yeah. And the season was over. It was the last two games of the season. And still, Madison Square Garden was sold uh, out. Yeah, Crazy. I don't have to pay for the nose, but I'm going to be in New York when there's a game going on. So it'll be worth it. Have to go check it'll it be worth it. It's the Mecca. I want to hear how it is. Yes. Um, but, yeah, we'll be back uh, next week with another show, you guys. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Wolf's Cast. See you next week. My swag is crazy right now. Oh.